Welcome back to Morning Trade Live. Let's get our conversation with our guests started, kicking things off for us. Dana Peterson, the Chief Economist at the Conference Board, back with us. Dana, thanks for coming back to the show. Always great to be here. Thanks. Appreciate that. So we're not the only central bank ready to fight inflation. What do you think about the ECB's aggression? Well, it's not surprising. Uh, in inflation's rising out of control in Europe, and that's a function of Russia shutting off natural gas uh, supplies to the region. And so it's not surprising at all that the ECB raised rates. We were expecting that. We think that they still have more to go, and markets may be underpricing expectations for that. Mm. What does that mean if we're uh, underpricing those expectations? Should we be looking at more of the same for our equity market pressure? Or if the ECB is going to have to do more, does that break our dollar finally? Well, I think the ECB is going to have to do more. But at the same time, the Fed's going to be ramping up interest rates. And so you might still have the dollar rallying uh, off of the Fed's actions and still that gap between uh, the two central bank interest rates. What right now it could potentially slow our dollar's rise because it seems like that is really the backbone of so much that's happened here over the last year, the dollar's ascent. Uh, what could potentially slow that, Dana? Well, I mean, the dollar's ascent has been, yes, uh, really a function of the Fed tightening. I mean, if you look at the dollar's path, it really took off in March and it hasn't stopped really. Um, with uh, except for a couple of uh, days where it kind of retrenched there. But the Fed is still going to be raising interest rates much faster than, say, other central banks. So you're still going to have these gaps. And if we think about it, the strength of the U.S. dollar also puts up pressure on inflation for a lot of other economies, including Europe. And so it's likely that, you know, unless the Fed pauses or doesn't raise interest rates as much as expected, or at least what we think, that the dollar is probably going to continue to rally and there's still more room to go there. So uh, it seems like, yeah, I guess if uh, if we're if the dollar's rallying while uh, ECB is uh, doing record-breaking hikes for the first time in like 20 plus years, what's Powell gonna have in store for us? Have we just seen the beginning of his hawkish talons? Well, I mean, Powell's been hawkish for some time. I mean, both he and other Fed officials have continued to say that inflation is too elevated in the U.S. They're not really concerned about uh, all the drivers. They say all the drivers matter, uh, not the demand as well as the supply drivers. And we're only seeing a little bit of uh, relief in inflation. And again, that's from energy prices, which are determined uh, internationally. So the Fed doesn't control that. The areas that the Fed really does have the most uh, influence over are demand factors. And we're seeing that home, that uh, rents are still continuing to rise, reflecting elevated housing prices, uh, which will come down with a lag from housing activity. And services prices are also rising as people have left the pandemic behind. They're starting to re-engage in in-person services like going on vacations. So with that, with inflation still very elevated, I think the Fed is going to continue to try to fight and wrestle it to the ground. Wrestling it to the ground, and I'm looking at your notes, it seems like that involves a, a clearer definition of recession coming by the time we close out this year. Walk me through that timeline. Everybody was debating how to define the recession. Will we get an answer to that soon? Sure. I think the best way to define a recession is to look at what the NBR's uh, rubric is. And essentially, they look at a number of factors, including the labor market and income 
Uh, and also, I would say domestic demand is super important. And certainly we saw in the second quarter that consumer spending was not as robust. Business investment wasn't as robust. Housing investment retrenched. And the government is not uh, infusing the economy with cash. And so we think certainly in the fourth quarter of this year and, and the first quarter of next year, we'll definitely see negative domestic demand, some weakening in the labor market, and very clear signs that, yes, the U.S. is in recession, again, reflecting the Fed's tightening of monetary policy. Mm. Uh, Dana, what is the potential for this slowdown on the Fed's path? What's that impact? Is there any way as investors we can spin this as a positive or is a recession just bad by definition? Because there is still this idea that if we really slow down, that's what will get the stock market back on its feet because it means we won't have to hike as much. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> Recession's never a good thing. Uh, there's always pain involved with that. Uh, consumers don't spend as much, which affects businesses, which affects hiring, which affects the labor market. And then you have this vicious circle. Uh, so I, I can't see any way that recession is good. The Fed does not see recession as good. They're just saying that the recession may be inevitable because they need to bring down inflation. They're concerned about wage price spirals, they're concerned about higher inflation expectations becoming embedded. They're also concerned about their credibility. So the Fed's going to do what it's going to do. But I would think it would be a mistake for markets to say, well, you know, if a recession happens, the Fed's going to let up. If inflation is still very elevated, the Fed has not achieved its goal. I want to come back to a point you made on housing. I think it's a really nuanced and important point because a lot of people will point to the drop in the housing prices here over the last several months as vindication that uh, the Fed's job is largely done. They'll say, look at the way houses, housing has come down. That was a big kind of bubbly element of the COVID era. So how much more do they really need to go? But to your point, a lot of that has just transferred over to a different type of housing prices in the rent. So uh, walk us through again how that dynamic works and what degree of importance that trend in rent will have on the economy and the Fed's decisions. Sure. Certainly housing activity has declined. Uh, we've seen housing starts come off, sales have come off, and that makes sense because the Fed is raising interest rates, mortgage rates are rising, and plus prices are super elevated. But when you look at a number of, of aggregate uh, housing gauges, uh, it looks like we've maybe peaked, but they're still really elevated, and you don't see a response in rents uh, which reflect what's going on with housing valuations with until several months later, and there's a lag. And so there's still going to be some upward pressure on rents because home valuations are still high, even though activity itself has come off. So the thing is that as long as you have those rents putting upward pressure on core inflation and consequently overall inflation, the Fed is still going to be on task. Okay. Fed on task, I guess that means Powell will be on point uh, when we hear from him. Is there any possibility that they will give us indications beyond September? What do you see as his major priority right now? Does he want to make sure we know 75 is a go for SEP? What about October and beyond? Well, I think he may not be highly specific about October and beyond, but we have heard about what their intentions are for next year. A number of Fed officials have said, look, we're not going to start cutting interest rates next year. We need to keep the pressure on. We need to keep interest rates elevated. And I think markets need to start preparing for that, that prospect. Okay. 
Uh, Dana, really good uh, assessment here. As always, really appreciate the thoughts. Fantastic analysis and a great start to our show. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming. Dana Peterson is a chief economist at the conference board.